the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And again, happy Saturday. Another beautiful day, it looks like, in the Northeast, at least. This is I in Real Estate, and we've been on for, I don't know, it feels like forever, about 10 or 11 years, and we love, love, love doing this and bringing the show to you. Um, we talk about everything that has to do with real estate, which in my book is everything, because Somehow or another, everything has to do with real estate. So, and we also talk about financing and legal matters that have to do with real estate. So you really learn a lot, and we love bringing all this information to you. And there's so much to know. Uh, there's so much to know. So we want you to know that you have any questions because we are a call-in show. Um, so if you are brave enough to call, and you don't have to be brave, a lot of you have called our, our number is 866-970-9622. Um, if we can't get you on the air for some reason, we will always try to email you our, you know, the questions with the answers to you. Um, Iron Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank. And I don't have to tell you about Citizens Bank. Uh, it's the place to go for a mortgage or just to get mortgage information. Check out their website at Citizens bank.com or you can call them at 800-922-9999 and I must tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded to help citizens, regular people like you and me and not just big corporations although they do those also there's nothing that they can't do and I, I think I told you I don't ever have sponsors or people on that I don't believe in and I have two of my mortgages with Citizens Bank. So they are great, trust me. You can easily find more information on Citizens Bank, or you can, if you rather call them and you rather speak to somebody on, you know, on the phone, you can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So whatever works for you is what they'll do. They'll accommodate whatever, whatever way you would like to receive information. I also must tell you that Citizens Bank was was really, I think, Tom, how many, well, I'm introducing Tom, you know, but Tom, how many banks, how many branches does, does Citizens Bank have? Well, uh, good morning, Dottie. Uh, just good morning. in the New and York. By the way, as you know, and I formally should introduce them as I normally do, I just had to ask that question because I lost track of how many, they have so many, I lost track of it. Um, but Tom Drew 
is our financial expert, and he's great. And I was uh, fortunate enough to be invited to a citizen's party on Tuesday. And I love them so much that I came in in the middle of uh, the U.N. had their conference this week in New York City. Okay, so Simpsons had a party Tuesday night. So I came in Tuesday. I think I left. I was at Long Island visiting my daughter. I think I left at 3.30 in the afternoon. And I think I arrived at... uh, in this, I got in the city at six seven fifteen. I threw my stuff in my my apartment, and then I there was no way to get there. Okay, my car. They there was no way to get there. The roads. When I tell you, if you were in the city, I hope you weren't. It was gridlocked. But anyhow, I went. I made it like at the very tail end of it. Tom was there with all of his associates and everybody. It was just a great time. So thank you. Yeah, Dottie, I'm so happy, so happy to see you in person, and uh, thanks for making that trip. I know it wasn't easy, but uh, it was for um, you know a great kickoff here in New York City for citizens. So to answer your first question, uh, just in the uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut market, we have over 300 bank branches. Um, as you get closer to New York City, uh, we we're still around 100 bank branches. So you'll, if you're just paying attention, you're walking around uh, the city, you're driving around. In the uh, suburbs there, you'll come across um, a Citizens Bank branch, and we're excited because we've never had that before. Um, so it's a great way to connect with our, our customers and and invite them into the branch and get to meet a great banker and financial advisor and, uh, and help uh, plan your financial uh, future. It's a great opportunity for everyone. It really is. And as I said, I put my money where my mouth is. I have my mortgages out with Citizens. And believe me, I've dealt with a bunch of banks in my life. They are the best, and um, they take time to talk to you. You know, you know, sometimes when you feel like, oh, my God, I'm bothering somebody, they really take the time. And I had some problems with my mortgage because they had no COs and this and that, and they were, they were just the best. So I, 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 I give them a holler. And if you don't need anything and you're planning to buy something or you're making a decision, should we, should we not, you know, sometimes that's a big decision. People go back and forth. And you just want to go and say, I'm not sure if I'm buying anything. I'm not sure. You still can go and it will take just as much time as with you. Okay. And that's something I suggest everybody does because we're kind of in uncertain times now. I was um, on a... I think it was a Zoom still, but I was on a Zoom meeting with, I mean, they asked me to be on. It was like seven of probably the biggest, some of the most brightest and the biggest men in the country. And I say men because there should have been more than me on there. Okay, not that I'm the brightest in the world, but there was just mostly men, and there was about 12 of them. And they were giving their, um, they were all giving their opinion on where this, you know, this is, well, I don't want to say, I don't know if, if Joe Biden's right or wrong. I don't know if the pandemic is over, but it seems to be kind of calming down. And although I think we're going to be with it, we're going to have it for the rest of our lives, but maybe, you know, like a flu. Uh, so they were all giving their consent, you know, giving their opinion on where, what's next, what's, where's the world now, what's going to happen. And I'll never forget one of the gentlemen which was, probably one of the brightest people I know in the country said, I'm really not sure. 
Mm. And I'm kind of taking a, I'm taking a, a break. I'm taking a, a, a time out because he said, and this is not that I'm telling you anything is true or like it's a fact. These are opinions. And right now, and again, anything that we talk about in the future or anybody talks about is only an opinion. It, it can't be true because nobody knows the exact future. But his opinion was where that it's a couple of weeks after the pandemic where they told you you could lift your mask. What was that, Tom, two or three weeks ago that he said you can you can take your masks off, at least in New York? Yeah, it was about, and, about two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was about two weeks ago. And he said, I have to tell you, you can't really tell what the trends are going to be two weeks out. You have to give it more time. So his feeling was he was just taking, you know, a wait and see to see what he was going to invest in or what he was going to do in. Of course, I always said a house is a house, and we all need to live somewhere. And I'll never forget, you know, <laughs> when we had that financial crisis, Tom, of 2000, do you remember 2008, where the people were going to the banks to get their money out? Okay, I think it was 2007, 2008, around there. And yeah, it really, it really was a big, 2008 was the uh, the pinnacle of that, and that's when everyone was panicking in 2008. Right, yeah, everyone was panicking. I started to get nervous. People are going to banks. So, of course, at Douglas Elliman, everyone's going, what's going on? Like, we were all, you could not be nervous. Something would be wrong with you if you weren't a little bit nervous. Anyhow, I said, listen, guys, don't worry. We're in the housing business. Everybody needs to live somewhere, so if they have no money to buy houses because there's no money left, we'll we'll sell tents, okay? <laughs> truthfully, I mean, truthfully, we are in a business that will never go out of business. I mean, people need places to live. I hate to say this, but like, I used to be in. I used when I was in college, there was this kid that his family was a funeral, like there was like a family business of being a funeral director. They owned funeral houses all over. And he used to tell me, and I used to say, oh, my God, how can you do that? I mean, it would spook me, but I guess he was used to it, but that would spook me. But anyhow, he said, listen, it's, it's, a, it's never going to be a dying business because people are so high. <laughs> right. Right. No, it so, makes sense. Uh, it, you know, and there are people that, um, you know, there are whole families that are involved in that business from one generation to the next, right? Because that was him. That was his whole family. Yeah. You know, yeah. his whole family. And 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 so, you know, I think I was in, when I was getting, I think I finished college. I was getting certified as a financial planner, and and he would. He and he sat next to me once in a while. I said, "Hey, can you you know the answer to that question?" Because he was pretty smart, and he said, "You know, it was a generation. It was passed down through the generations. It was a family business." But as I said, we all need shelter. So regardless of where you live, that's the one I saw. And I, this is not funny, so please don't take it as being funny. Um, you know, everyone has different senses, and I'm not making fun of the homeless. I really would love if I could help New York figure out and, you know, something to do to help because we're not like California. If you've ever been to San Francisco, it's just out of control. So, you know, we're looking, you know, at ways to try to help the homeless. And 
frankly, I hate to say this, but Bob, if I was homeless, I would travel. I'd be in Florida. I'd say, if I'm going to be homeless, I'll be in a warmer climate because it gets cold in New York. But anyhow, I think that I think that it's it's, it's I think that it's a problem also to the, the country, and I think that hopefully we'll be working on it. And by the way, I'm glad that they're putting subways on the subways. They're putting lights on all the cars and security cameras, which I'm very happy about. Because, you know, I don't think there's so much traffic in the city. I have to tell you, there is so much traffic. It's worse. As it's, It was always bad. Don't get me wrong. But it is worse, to my opinion, than before the pandemic. Worse. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. And, it's just because people are are not willing to take public transportation right now in the city. Right. I mean, I, Dottie, I was in the city Tuesday. I took the subway uh, from Penn downtown to uh, where I met you, and um, there were not a lot of people on the subway, i got to be honest. Uh, and I, I felt safe-ish. I mean, you know, there was definitely some things of concern, but uh, I, I'm gonna, I would love to see more, you know, police, uh, down on the subways and knowing that there are security cameras kind of keeping track of everything. It just, we need more awareness uh, of what's going on uh, in order to correct part of the, you know, some of the problems that we're seeing. Well, I think part of, I mean, I don't think it's the only reason or the main reason, but the, um, that whole congestion pricing that they're proposing to put into New York city by 2000, I think 23, if I'm not mistaken, you know, where you're going to pay. I'll, 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 I'll give you more details later, but where you're actually going to pay to come into the city, and then you're going to pay also to travel to certain parts of the city, if you, even if you're already in the city. But I think that whole push is, number one, yes, we are congested, and they want to, you know, they want to make it a little easier to drive around there. But second of all, no one's using the transit, so they, I think, they figure if it, if it costs you that much money, that people will start to come back to, to using the transit because during COVID, forget about it, nobody used it, um, they couldn't, and then everybody got used to driving, and so if you see, that's why the traffic. It was always bad, don't get me wrong. It was always bad in New York, but I think it's so much worse because people then with COVID got used to driving. They weren't going to take the transit, okay, because of COVID. So now they got used to driving, and that's they're going to try to weed them back to going to the transit. I think transit, the transit authority is at 60% of capacity of what they should be at, 55 60%, somewhere around there. And that's not good for them. That's like a, a money loser. So hopefully they'll yeah, do what they have I to do. They want to fill that budget hole with this, uh, you know, the increased cost to get in the city, you know, if you're going to drive it, right? So they're like, hey, if you're not if you're not going to take mass transit, we're going to charge you. And that's how they want to make up their budget loss, right, um, for the uh, congestion pricing. Right. So it's – yeah. I mean, look, I, I think if, if the subways were safer and, you know, brighter and – you know, cleaner and, and all like people would would take it because it is a very easy way to get around uh, the city yeah. for sure. I mean, it's it, 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 it works well quicker. when 
Yeah. It's actually quicker. Okay, so if you, you know, and, like, who wants to deal with traffic? And, and that's, like, stressful. So if if they, you know, if they really can get it together and they can fix it up, well, who wouldn't? So I think they're working on that, and that's I think that's good. By the way, I have some other good news. If you are retiring or in the process of retiring or retired, um, Social Security checks, you could see next year an average of, you know, $1,800 in 2023. Um, there's actually, and so if you round it out for the average number, you know, person making on Social Security, it will, they're probably going to get $150 more in 23 in their check. Uh, it is the first cost of living increase. This is an inflation adjustment. That's what they're saying. So I think that's really good for, I mean, I don't think inflation is good, but I think it's good uh-huh. because once they give it, they're not going to take it back. So, you know, you'll be fine. Right. So that that's really you know, good. I think there are plenty of parts of the country where that's going to go a long way. Obviously, in New York City, um, it's, it doesn't go too far, but uh, it is nice to see that, that, uh, you know, for some people, it's going to make a difference. And uh, and we need that. We've we got to take care of our senior citizens that have yes, uh, helped us in this country, right? Yeah. And, and then some, and this is, I don't know that this could be New York, so don't count on this if you're in New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, but it does, I just read that some states by 23 uh, can see gas under $3. Um, well, again, I don't want to say, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I wouldn't count on New York, but I don't know. Okay, but that's what I'm reading. And, um, Existing It's the one component of what people spend every week that has come down. But, you know, don't forget, uh, they've been releasing a million barrels a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to do that, right, you know, to offset uh, the loss from, uh, from Russia. So, you know, we've kind of artificially um, improved that market by – you know, adding more oil supply on a daily basis. And plus, you know, demand destruction has kicked in where people are in, in some parts of the country driving less to, to save money, right? Maybe they're consolidating their trips and only going, you know, to stores once a week as opposed to, you know, multiple times. So people are, make, are, are making choices, um, you know, based on trying to make everything fit in their budget. Uh, but it is, you know, it is a good sign, especially going into the winter, Dottie, like, you know, the cost of of heating your home is going to be a big expense for a lot yes, of people, right? I so was we, reading we that. To see that come. Yeah, Tom, I was so on, you're so on the money. I was reading that last night and it was saying, if you think, uh, if you think gas is bad, you know, for your cars, wait till you see what your home heating is going to cost. So... Yeah, that, that's going to be a concern. I think that uh, you know we'll we'll talk probably more about it as the as it cools down here in New York. I guess we have a quick break, sure, and then yeah. Tom Drew and myself, Dottie Herman, you're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm with my co-host Tom Drew, and we will be back right after a quick commercial break.
am Sloan Martin with Mike Golick Jr. College football Saturday night. Week four heads to Norman as Oklahoma hosts Kansas State. Kansas State, who has upset the Sooners two of their last three meetings. Gotta watch out if you're Oklahoma and want to stay in the mix. Big opportunity in the Big 12. You will not want to miss it because Saturday nights are meant to be fun. Catch us right here Saturday at 8 on your home for college football Saturday night, powered by Learfield. Catch college football Saturday night right here on AM 970, The Answer. Who doesn't love a great dry-aged ribeye steak or a scrumptious, juicy leg of lamb? You know, cooked to perfection the way a fine restaurant serves it. You can't seem to match that great flavor of a fine restaurant steak at home, can you? Well, now you can. It starts with the quality of the cut. The answer is clear. Pat LaFreda Meat Purveyors, operating in the New York, New Jersey area, supplying fine restaurants for 100 years. LaFreda supplies over 1,600 fine restaurants daily with flavor. Flawless perfection. Lafreda serves the country's best chefs and restaurants. You can now have all the same cuts of beef, pork, and poultry delivered directly to your home from an iconic meat purveyor operating since 1922. Visit them at lafreda.com and try America's best meat. L A F R I E D A.com. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a six 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. 
Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I'm here with Tom Drew, my co-host. And we're talking about what's going on very currently. I tried in the beginning of the show to give you everything that's kind of the latest news that's going on. And as I said to you all, please, if, you, if there are things that you like, great. If there's things that you don't like, fine. But, you know, we live here. So if the only way things can get really better or good is if you have a voice and you speak up and you vote. And a lot of people really, if it's not a presidential election, don't vote. So I urge you all to get involved in your communities because a lot of people complain about things. And I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of it sometimes also, but I do know that if you want your voice to count, and you might say, well, I'm just one person. Well, if one person and then another person gets involved and just writes, you know, about what they feel, um, you'll see things will eventually get done. Not everything, but things will. By the way, um, the Mayor Adams also is... uh, I don't know if you've ever driven on the um, Brooklyn Queens Expressway, but that is kind of a mess. And he he he's attempting to unite communities that have been long divided by a 68-year-old highway. And the public engagement process will start this month. Construction is set, um, I guess, for the near future. And um, he's trying to get to as much as he can. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to fix. But it looks like that he's starting on that. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I am getting a flu or something. I hope it's not COVID. But anyhow, they. Uh, this is great. Now, everyone talks about, oh, does the city come back? Now, the city, in my opinion, I live there. I think, you know, it came back. It's busy. The restaurants are full. But it could use a little more improvement. We, you know, we're still working on getting it back to where it was pre-pandemic. But the world, when I tell you the money that still flows into the city, Excel's development, Gary Burnett, okay, and he's one of the, he's a pretty big, you know, contractor builder in the city. He's built some of the best. The hefty price tag for the triplex penthouse at New York Central Park Tower aims to beat the current record set across the street at 220 Central Park South. And this, uh, when the construction is topped out, um, New York's Central Park Tower, the billionaire's row mega tower, set a record for the world's tallest, tallest residential um, condominium at 1,550 feet high. And now Gary Burnett is gunning to get another record, aiming to achieve the country's highest ever home sale price, the country, not New York, the country. Mr. Barnett's Extel Development is asking to listen to this, Tom, $250 million for the building's penthouse. Um, is that all? Wow. Oh, that's all. A mere $250 million, okay? He's asking, and it's at basically the, um, the height of it's more than 1,400 feet. The listing is the most expensive listing in the U.S. According to the listings on, on Zillow, 
topping the 225 million listings for the Michael Eisner's California estate. So it's the highest in the country. Now we'll keep you posted to see if he gets it. But do you want to know what I think? I happen to see uh, I happen to see a story on CNBC about that penthouse, oh, right? Did? I think it's uh, what is it, seventeen thousand square feet, three floors. Yeah, uh, eight, seven, eight bedrooms. It has a ballroom. I mean, I, I they were kind of walking around and and showing and it, with the outdoor space it has um, and just incredible views. So it's almost like you see the curvature of the earth from up there. So high it is. It's you're right. It's it says what does a quarter of a billion dollars buy you in New York? It says it buys you a seventeen thousand five hundred square foot three floors. You're so you have great. Seven bedrooms and a fourteen hundred foot square terrace. Yeah, well, listen. it looked incredible. It looked incredible. Okay. I mean, that's great. You know, when you think about it, that's that's really crazy. But I mean, listen. I guess if you have it, why not? And you know, I know something interesting. You know, I don't live that far from around there, and you know, so many people foreigners and that's why you know we've lost a lot with covid because they weren't allowed to travel but you're going to see them starting to trickle back as we ease as covid starts to ease uh they had apartments they never used they don't even live there i mean when i say they don't live there they use them sometimes but these guys travel and i want to say guys men and women well what's the new Mm -hmm. word you're supposed to use Unisex, I don't know what this is. They're telling you you're not allowed to say mom anymore or dad anymore. I'm listening to this, and I'm like, listen, get crazy, okay? <laughs> I don't know. You're not supposed to say man or woman. There's a new word. I don't know what it is. I can't remember. I have to, you know, you have to say, uh, you can't say, you can't say anything gender-related. But you know what? For the rest of my life, I'm sorry. I'll be using the words I use. But anyhow, it is just amazing. It is amazing to see the prices and the things that they're getting, and I, I'm glad to see it. Now, in New York, just, just curiosity, now the new residential developments that they're building are bouncing back, and they're pushing builders in a new direction. And I guess it was three years, I guess it's three years after COVID. Um, the city's new development market is now tiptoeing in unfamiliar territory because, you know, a lot of trends change. I think I've said this on the show before, Tom. I, I've said this, that COVID, a lot of trends that were happening were probably in the works. COVID expedited them. And so, the, uh, you know, these are developers talking, and it says that, you know, the glut of luxury condos that saturated Manhattan market long before the pandemic has largely been sold. And they weren't sold in the last, you know, they were sold between before the pandemic and they were sold last year. Sales and rental prices have exceeded, this is in New York City, 2019 levels with rents continuing to break records, according to market reports. And developers are now back, and they're they're moving forward with ambitious mega projects. Because we didn't see any new. I mean, you could, why would you build new developments? Nobody was even around. And these developers are saying we see this as a period of moderation for new development. 
not a boom, but certainly um, a period right before the pandemic. And um, we call it reverting back to the means. But everything it, it everything is not as it was with COVID both expanding some trends. And that's basically what I said. And it looks like um, in New York City they're going to build projects, bigger projects, but the apartments are going to be tinier. Now, it didn't sound like that was the one I just talked about, uh, but that's, you know, you know that's, not everyone can afford uh, those kind of prices. So, so the new developments will be bigger, uh, you know, t- tall, taller, um, but they're going to make the apartments more, and they're looking at the, the, the baby, not the baby boomers, the millennials, and they think that they really want beautiful things and nice apartments, but they feel that they would, you know, they, they're a little bit more modest. They don't need as big. So that's what they're looking to build, and we'll see. Um, what happens there? It seems like yeah. every generation uh, looks at things differently, right, Dottie? You know, in terms of what yeah. they feel is, you know, necessary. And, you know, remember the the big boom of the McMansions, right? That was like oh. a thing. And it was trying to squeeze then, every square inch onto a piece of property. And, you know, things do change over time. Right. And remember, the, it's talking about McMansions. You know, the people want to live, like, let's say, success was like, okay, I have this huge property that's a 10,000, huge, and my na- my next neighbor is two miles away. I have, like, all this property, and, you know, the neighbors are far away. And I think the millennials are like, listen, I don't want to have to drive or have someone drive my child two hours for a play date because, you know, nothing right. now is – you can't just go out and play anymore. I think it's sad. <laughs> I really do. Because I know when I was a kid, and I don't want to say, oh, when I was a kid, because that's like what my father used to tell me when he was a kid. I said, Dad, who, who cares? But when I was a kid, you know, you went out and you came back for dinner. Nobody, you know, now everything's a play date. So the the the, uh, the, 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 the kids today don't want their kids to have to drive their kids two hours. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about the national housing market and whether prices are going to drop them. What can you expect at Adelphi University? Don't expect ordinary, because this is where extraordinary happens every day. Classes, smaller. Professors, more like mentors. Clubs and organizations to jump into, over 90. Graduating salaries, 28% higher than the national average. Over $70,000 a year for baccalaureate grads. A U.S. News and World Report best college with exceptional undergraduate programs, graduate and doctoral programs, certificates and continuing education. Top-ranked academics with hands-on learning in healthcare, STEM, arts and humanities, social work, psychology, and the business and teaching professions. With career guidance that's won national recognition. More scholarships, more internships, more friendships. Wherever you're going, whatever your age, whatever your goal. 
you can expect extraordinary. Adelphi University. Learn more at adelphi.edu slash exceptional. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. With special finance and lease programs, you'll be sure to find just the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I'm talking to Tom Drew, and I can't believe how fast the time is going. Okay. Uh, so let me let me skip skip some of the uh, the information that I was. I have so much stuff to talk about, but the time just goes. Okay. There's a lot of controversy about what we're in, Tom. I'm just curious. It's only an opinion. Some experts predict that pricing, uh, home prices will fall. Others believe they will keep rising. Um, some people say we're in a, in a recession. Some people say we're basically kind of in a a, re, a reboot, like a you know just kind of a a change. Where do you think, what do you say? Well, it just goes to show you there's a lot of opinions out there, right? And uh, and they all differ. But I, I try to keep it as simple as possible, Dottie. I, I kind of look at, um, you know, the key metrics in real estate, right? It's inventory. 
Um, you know, it's the unemployment, which is still extremely low. And I think, you know, people want to, uh, you know, want a, want a home. They want to live and own and get their piece of the American dream. So I, I think you'll see as inventory comes up, there'll be it's a balanced market. You'll have people that will be able to purchase a home, not just, you know, like we saw in the last two years where it was a mad scramble to buy anything. You'll see people taking, you know, the opportunity to find a home in in a in a good location, you know, maybe close to their, you know, their churches or synagogues or schools or, you know, parks or beaches, whatever is important to them, they'll have an opportunity to to be a little more selective than just trying to take anything that's on the market. And you know, the one thing about rates, which it seems like everyone likes to talk about that, is they change. They go up, they go down. But I would tell people, look, you know. Look, look in the areas that really interest you and and then find the house that, you know, could be something you can enjoy for the next, you know, 10, 20 years because you'll be able to refinance your mortgage. So even if you take a rate that's six rate and a half. Now? What, what are the I rates mean, uh, now? They, they, this was not the best week uh, for mortgage rates or for the stock market for that matter, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, about six and a half is, was the average by, uh, by Friday. And, uh, you know, people, everyone's, you know, wants to hit the panic button over that. I said, look, um, you know, if you're if you found the house that you like and the payments work for you, um, buy the house because you could probably get a little softening in the market in terms of price. You know, people are a little more negotiable because there are not lines out the door uh, to buy the home. So, hey, negotiate a good price with terms that you can be happy with and, Hey, in you know what they're saying is, hey, by the end of 2023, the Fed might actually have to cut rates, so we might right. see another opportunity for people but to I'm refinance. Hearing, six and eight. While we're at rates, I'm hearing that they're going to go up. They might go up again. That they're going to that yeah, I, basically that they're going to do anything they have to do and raise the rates as much as they have to until they can really curb this inflation. Because although it's we, you know it's gone down with gas prices and things, it's still it should it's we're still I think I don't know, don't quote me on this I think, but we're like somewhere at seven or eight, and it should they want to get it down to two, and in in in, in some of the best best you know, uh, economists say that while well, they don't foresee the ongoing boom, we don't see prices they went up twenty percent. Last year, twenty percent. Now that forces a lot of people out of the housing market. So that's not going to happen. They're going to go very modestly, depending on where you are. Some will be flat, maybe some will. But but they still see them not rising, but they still see them rising. And he doesn't expect a boom, but but they expect that um, it's kind of like a reset. You know, yeah. like, like a reset. It's how, that's that healthy, Dottie. It couldn't continue that pace, right? That's not sustainable. So, you know, we need we need to see some kind of reset, a balance, right, where there's there's a, a good amount of supply along with that demand, and that's a normal functioning market. What we had was was not normal for, by any stretch. Now, I read in Fortune magazine they said it might be wise to take all of the housing forecast with a grain of salt. But in any event, I, I basically see it. The market has flat with a little or a little a little rise, like three percent, two percent. 
okay, but still healthy. And the reason I don't think we can, we're going to fall into a, 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 a bad housing market is we don't have enough inventory still. So when you don't have enough inventory, there's still more buyers out there than we have properties. So I, you know, I think that the small, the the, the small supply that we have is going to keep things, you know, somewhat normal, and it's going to be a good time to buy a house. Actually, if you're out in the market, hey, you're really in a better position than those who bought, not that you shouldn't have, but you're going to be able to have, as Tom says, more flexibility because home sales dropped for the seventh straight month, and prices are cooling. It doesn't mean that it's anything bad. It had to happen. You can't sustain a market at 20% growth, um, and that's really good. It, it's going to be more of a return to normalcy, okay? That's what I call it, a return to to normalcy. You know, so even though prices have softened, okay, we're, we're, we're going to be back to a, what I call a healthy market. What we were in where, you you know, you had 20 people bidding on the same property, and unless you had all cash, you weren't going to win. Uh, this will be very different, so it gives it gives people a rate, and it's really better for the buyer. Okay, so I I think that's all good. I I, I think I that's all I good. I think it was a yeah. you know I mean it was ridiculous, and so that's good to anyone who's looking for a house, and for those of you who are selling a house, you're still going to get plenty of money because. Remember how much equity you gained in the last couple of years. If you bought a house Absolutely. two years, if you bought a house two or three years ago, God knows your equity went up already like twenty percent. So I, you know, I, I think we're all going to be, you know, in good shape. It's better for the, the buyer and and for the seller. It's, you, you know, you might say, well, my neighbor last year got this, and I want to get that. You're not going to maybe get those prices, but you're still going to get good prices. And don't forget, you are still going to do just fine. Luxury rentals outperformed Manhattan's mainstream market. And high-end, listen to this, high-end apartments are renting for nearly 44% more than they did before the pandemic. The median price of a luxury Manhattan apartment rose 7.8 percent to 11,500 in August, which is pretty. Uh, huh. Yeah, and people are people are swarming there. I mean, they're lined sometimes to get rentals. So I, you know, I think all good. And Manhattan has, you know, and the luxury apartments seem to be even doing better. So that's good because it shows you that people have money and moving there. And you want that. You want people that have that kind of money that shows you that they believe in Manhattan and they believe in what's going on and they believe that it comes back. Um, and though I said the uh, luxury market was up last, year, uh, last month, but still a little, you know, still not at the peak of the pandemic, but you don't want to, you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to have that. You want to have a balanced market. That's the healthiest market to have. Okay, so we're. I think we're glad for that. It's really what I consider a, a return to normalcy, and we are hoping that the, the housing uh, 
rates? Because now they're saying they're going to raise them again. Do you have any deal on that, on when that's going to happen? Yeah, or I, going to happen? I, I do think the Fed, the Fed definitely isn't done yet, Dottie, only for that reason that they have. They do have to slow down demand um, to kind of curb inflation. And, uh, you know, there's talks of, hey, they've got a, the next hike could be 75 as well. And then potentially another 75 after that, but maybe it wouldn't be all at once. It could be like 50, then 25. So, look, I, and a lot of that is getting baked into uh, to mortgage rates, right? Because mortgage rates don't necessarily trade on exactly what the Fed's doing. It's more on long-term uh, securities. But, I mean, the, uh, you know, the Fed does have a lot of control over that short term, right? You know, home equity lines of credit, credit cards, um, student loans, car loans, right? All those things that they can affect to slow demand, um, they're going to do it <clears throat> because the supply chain issue still exists. And so let's hope that that all gets straightened out. That I believe there's a lot of focus on that, right, to try to get all the ships that are out at sea in and delivering all those goods and kind of getting things squared away. Um, you know, listen, I, I ordered a car uh, to replace one I had that I'm still driving, and I ordered it in February of this year. And it's still, there's, there's no build date for it yet. So it just goes to show you that um, it's, it's impacting everything, right? That, you know, all these things in our lives, and it's what's keeping the prices elevated. So we really need supply chain uh, issues to be resolved because um, the Fed can't do it alone. They can't just keep raising rates, you know, ad infinitum. They're going to, we're going to need to get the supply chain squared away. And, uh, but hopefully that'll be done within the next, you know, 12 to 15 months and we can get back to normal, normal, right? And not have to deal with this. Yeah, they're going to, I mean, I don't know if they'll have books, like real books, like you probably have to do it online. But they'll read about this time, and this is going to make history, this pandemic. And, of course, there's always an after effect, and there's some good and there's some bad. But I think that prices will start to normalize. However, I don't know if I'm going to have time to talk about this today. But, Tom, um, oh, are people using are people, because as the interest rates are going higher, are people starting to use adjustable rates mortgages? more so than they yes, used them when, when they were 2%. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a second? That's a good question. They definitely are, um, especially if, you know, they're kind of looking at it's not their forever home, right? You're going to buy something and hold on to it to five or seven years. People who are buying co-ops and condos tend to take a look at those adjustable rate mortgages uh, more so than, uh, you know, your single-family homes in the suburbs. But there's, they're definitely on the rise. And they, they do lower your monthly payment, uh, but you also have to take in consideration after a certain period of time, you're subjected to whatever the, you know, the market is, is doing at that time. So it has to be a little more of an educated, um, you know, uh, calculation, right? You have to really understand what your, what your next moves are after those five, seven, and actually there's up to a 10-year adjustable. But you, you have to have a plan, right? You have to go into it, not just saying, oh, I need to lower my payment. You have to go into it knowing I'm I'm going to take this product because I know, uh, you know, I'm here for a fairly short period of time and then going to be moving on to something else. But there are a lot more people taking these products. You know, actually, when I grew up and I bought my first house, you know, it was either you took a conventional mortgage, like a 30-year mortgage, or you could go FHA or... Um, 
They didn't have that many arms then. So now with these, but, but, or an adjustable rate. So I think when I bought my first house, I think the interest rates were 15%. I've said this on the show already. And I was so happy. I got like an arm, an adjustable rate mortgage, which was maybe 11% or something of that nature, which I was, oh my God, I got 11%. And remember something, we all took 30 year mortgages, at least I did, because that's what our parents did, because that, that was the kind of mortgages they did. Most people don't live in a house 30 years. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, the average life when, of a mortgage is about seven and a half years anyway, if you look at the stats. So. Right. But even if you are, like if it was when, when the interest rates were at 2.3 or something like that, of course I would lock in and take a 30-year mortgage no matter what my plans were. But now I think, right. you know, people are going to go, you know, you know, make decisions. And there's so many types of mortgages. And as we progress and go on the show, Tom will be talking more about some different types of mortgages that some people don't even really know about, okay? And don't forget, as soon as interest rates drop, I refinanced. So if interest rates should drop, which I say, mm -hmm. say and I said this last week, historically the average mortgage was 7.5%. So, Tom, are we still below that? We're still below that. And I we're think, uh, like, like you mentioned, yeah, we're by a full percent. And, you know, all indications are rates will come back down at the end of next year. So, um, you know, buy buy what works for you now and refinance it down the road. It, it That'll work for many, many people, you know, and they shouldn't panic about uh, where interest rates are right now. Now, I'm going to leave off on this because we'll talk about it more and again we don't know nobody knows the future but some people are predicting an inflation storm that's coming to the u.s housing market and they're saying that you know it could be tough um and that you know have you know that the fast rising costs have have caused the largest increase in inflation since 2008 so they're 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 hoping that they can you know get that all down because they've got to get inflation down. I think we're coming to the end of the hour, Tom. It's always good. I mean, I love speaking with you. I will see you next week, and we'll be back. We're going to have our financial expert Stephen Ebert on next, and then we have a special guest, Alfred Brenner, who is one of the guys in New York City real estate. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.